2: It's August 16th, 1927, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, The Retrospectors.
0: So it was on this day that aviators took to the skies for what was called the Dole Air Race. A pineapple magnate named James Dole had offered $25,000 to the first aviators to cross from Oakland, California to Honolulu, Hawaii. Now, this was kind of like a real life wacky races, except a wacky races where a lot of the contestants died.
2: Yes. So it was a very foggy day and the mist was apparently shrouding over Oakland Airport, where the race was meant to begin. And you had eight little aeroplanes, lined up in a semicircle at the head of this quite dusty, bumpy runway. And you had 15 men and a young woman who were getting their rickety aircraft to be ready for this race. And they were adjusting engines and tightening flimsy control wires and so on. And a crowd of 100,000 people had clustered along the wooden fences
1: ready to watch this thing take off. This thing, this series of inefficient aeroplanes with terrible engines and no safety equipment and crews with no skills.
0: This is the thing is that aviation was obviously the hot new technological breakthrough of the time. And, of course, there was so much excitement over testing its capabilities. You just almost want to reach back and be like, guys, don't. It's not safe enough yet. Just yeah. like, wait 10 or <laughs> 20 years Everyone be very to do careful. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and there, I mean, we should talk about why there were eight planes on the day um, versus <laughs> yes. the 15 that had entered the competition. Um, and that's because there'd already been some deaths before the day of the competition, before the day of the takeoff. Other people that had entered the competition had already died in preparation to go. So this was seriously dangerous stuff, flying from Oakland to Honolulu. It takes about 25 hours in a tiny plane. And Dole's role in this is fascinating to me because he decided to sort of spur on American uh, enterprise by offering $35,000 in prizes for the first planes to make it across the Pacific. But by doing that, what he did is literally create the race, which is what made it dangerous. Like, we're all going to take off on this date and everyone's going to try and beat each other. People were launching when they weren't ready because they were trying to get across. Rather than just, like, whoever does this we'd like to take a photo of you for the pineapple corporation that I run and offer you a sponsorship deal, which is what would happen now. It was like, I'm going to put my name to this thing that is clearly lethal for large numbers of people.
0: Well, I mean, so deadly was the race that three people died before it started, including two who died on the way to Oakland to take part in the race. This is how unreliable aeroplanes were at the time.
1: And how irresponsible it was to offer that money. And we should say like 35 grand of prizes is like offering $400,000 today.
0: Yeah, so on the 10th of August, two Navy lieutenants took off from San Diego in their plane, The Spirit of John Rogers, to fly to Oakland to take part. They flew into a fog bank, crashed into an ocean cliff at Point Loma, killing them both. The very next day, another plane on its way to Oakland crashed into San Francisco Bay, but luckily all three men on board survived. And then the day after that, this is three mind-boggling days of tragedy in the run-up to, like, you know, definitely putting a dampener on the preparations for the race. Yeah. On the 12th of August, a British flying ace called Arthur Rogers took off for a test flight of his plane, The Angel of Los Angeles at Montebello, California, the plane began acting queer in the parlance of the time. He tried to jump out, but either his foot or his parachute snagged on the aircraft and it crashed and he died. So you're already three contenders down.
2: I mean, these are all bad omens. And you'd think that they might think twice about what they're doing. But part of why they went ahead with it was because of the excitement of using planes in new and pioneering ways. This was just after Lindbergh had flown across the Atlantic in a very small plane, not unlike the ones that were queued up on the runway that morning. And people were kind of thinking, well, look, if he can do New York to Paris, then this group will definitely be able to do California to Honolulu. But part of what was being offered was the honor associated with having been the first people to take on the Pacific Ocean. But between the mounting of the competition and the people for showing up on the, the first day, that flight was successfully flown by two groups of aviators, first a military group and then a pretty plucky sounding young airmail pilot named Ernie Smith and his navigator Emery Bronte. And they flew across in a monoplane, which (laughs) got to the end, and they had run themselves entirely out of fuel. So had to crash land into a tree in Molokai, not quite Honolulu, but it was Hawaii.
1: Yeah, but this is what I'm saying was irresponsible about them doubling down on this race concept, right? Because it's no longer then we're going to celebrate the first people to do the trip, because as you say, two teams actually did succeed in doing this trip. It's just saying, well, we're not going to give the award to the first people because they were army lieutenants and we're not going to give it to the second people because they didn't enter my weird competition. We're (laughs) only going to let you do it if you take off in our big public spectacle with "Dole" written on the side of your plane. (laughs) That's the dangerous bit, isn't it? It doesn't leave any autonomy for them to say the weather conditions aren't right. We don't feel safe doing it. I mean, in fact, what happened is. Three planes did come back moments after leaving and, and did realize, despite all the daring do and preparation um, being sort of sacrificed that they could take off in a spectacular way for the crowd, that the conditions were not safe and they were going to come back and land. And looked at now, they made the right call, didn't they? They were like, actually, we're not <laughs> going to do this. Sorry. I'll take some short term embarrassment.
0: Yeah, and of these three planes that returned, only one of them was able to take off and join the two that had actually managed to start embarking on the journey without any problems. And that was called the Miss Doran after its passenger, the only woman involved in the race, Mildred Doran. She was a 22-year-old school teacher and an aviation enthusiast. She persuaded this local businessman called William Malorca who had paid for her teach training. uh, And he also happened to own an airstrip, classic entrepreneur (laughs) of the time. Uh, She convinced him to sponsor a plane to enter the race. And so she joined John Pedler and Vilas No who were the pilot navigator? She was the only woman in the race. She wore khaki joppers and a tunic emblazoned with fraternity pins from her admirers. She
1: sounds quite cool let's be fair. There's
0: a picture of her You can, if you Google Mildred Doran there's a picture of her and she looks extremely cool um, and when the plane circled back to the airfield having encountered trouble soon after take off the pilot suggested that she stay behind and she said she wanted to see it through so she got back on the plane and it took off again so now there are four planes there are only four planes that have successfully embarked on the race. The Miss Doran, the Golden Eagle, the Aloha and the Wooler Rock.
2: I love how you're giving it to us as if it's coming at us live. Now there are four <laughs> planes, four planes in the air. Well,
0: the problem is there's so many complications and so many times where they have to try again and land and crash, etc, that it, it becomes hard to keep track of who's actually still in the
2: race. <laughs> well, the pilot of the Wooler Rock uh, was Art Goebbels, this big, handsome World War One pilot who belonged to the 13 black cats of Hollywood, who were
1: these movie stunt flyers. Yeah, but the the fact that he was a stunt pilot, it's got. I mean, okay, I'm going to spoil this. They won. Willa yeah. Rock came first, right? They made it to Hawaii. Another plane did as well, but they got there first. Yeah, I feel like my money would have been on them anyway, because day in, day out, they're flying deliberately dangerous journeys, aren't they? Whereas everyone else, in preparation for this, had just been flying ever longer journeys, but not things that are as deliberately. Mm-hmm catastrophic as plunging headfirst into a movie set, which is what he did for a living.
0: Well, the other advantage Woolarock had was that it was the only one of the planes that had two-way radio. And so there were seven US Navy ships stationed along the route that were able to transmit signals to radio-equipped planes so that they could take bearings from that. And so obviously that was a huge benefit to Woolerock. Although the navigator, William Davis, did prefer the traditional method of using a sextant to navigate, he also used smoke bombs to test wind drift. So it's not like they were slacking on this front. It was was hardly cheating. But the aviator enthusiast choice was actually the Aloha, which came in second. And the Aloha came in about an hour after the Woolerock, so you would have thought they might have seen each other and in fact the wife of the Aloha's pilot was at the airfield in Honolulu when the Woolarock landed and she anxiously asked them, had they seen her husband which they said they hadn't but there was a reason for that which was that while Woolerock had flown from about 4,000 6,000 feet the Aloha was flying really low as low as 10 foot above sea level. At one point the landing gear actually skimmed the water. (laughs) The problem was that any time the pilot Martin Jensen tried to go any higher tried to get above the clouds, which was important as well for navigating by the sun, the plane went into a tailspin. So <laughs> although they landed later, they actually had a much harder time. Not only did they have no radio, they had to navigate by the sun because they were below the clouds. They couldn't see the stars to navigate by.
2: Well, the sad news is that two of the planes that got into the air, the Golden Eagle and the Miss Doran, they vanished without a trace, which meant five more deaths. But meanwhile, back home, one of the planes that had turned around, because it had some sort of Technical trouble when it first got into the air, the Dallas Spirit. It then went through three days of repairs, and they decided, even though by this stage the race was won and everyone knew what had happened, it decided to take off and try and complete the course anyway. And they said, knowing that now several of the planes were missing, they said that they'd look for them on the way. But it too then went missing. So that brings us to a total of 10 lives that were lost altogether before, during, and after the race. Which
1: you would think would be a bad brand association Buy for pineapples. Pineapples, <laughs> and yet It's still, It's still the case that, you know, this is called the Dole Air Race, If you Google it, that's how you find it. Dole pineapples still exist now. I mean, for example, here's a fun fact that I learned about pineapples from the (laughs) Dole website. Did you know that each round scale on a pineapple is actually a small fruit that fused with all the others as it grew? I I didn't. I've learned something. Thank you, Dole (laughs) PR team. That's the kind of thing you expect to see now from a modern day publicity operation. The idea that then 10 people (laughs) would die and you would ride that out as good publicity for your fruit company is just so weird. Tomorrow.
2: It was so incredible that it came to be the inspiration for Versailles itself. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do